Hey everybody, time for another Code Pen Radio 341, which I wrote on my notes here, Challenges with Marie. Hey Marie. Hey everybody. And then I felt bad because I was like, the title seems, I, I probably won't title it that <laughs> for real because it seems like like challenges with having an employee like Marie, you know, like, like what me? do I face? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> challenges with Marie. Ugh, so many challenges with you. Well, uh, no, I know. Of course, <laughs> we're talking about hashtag code pen challenges, the... Um, you know, the thing that we do. And if you haven't heard of them, it's because, well, we haven't talked about them on this podcast for a hundred episodes, apparently. Almost. So it's yeah. been a while. And y- you know how how many uh, weekly challenges we've done in those hundred weeks? A hundred. Thereabouts. we do them every week. Almost. Well, yeah, that's right. There's there a little, are gap weeks. There are gap weeks. But they're <laughs> we not like, about. they're not because we're like, oops, we forgot to do the challenges. It's just they're gap weeks because the calendar lays out in such a way. Yeah. That's how the that's how time works, everyone. Yes. Sometimes there's a gap. Sometimes there's a gap. <laughs> we do four because because what, what we try to have is some I don't know symmetry to them. We do four a yes. month. Yeah, it's four prompts every month, and we start them on the first Monday of the month. So, if you know your month starts the first day is like a Friday, just chill till Monday the third or fourth. I'm not looking at a calendar. You know how. Yeah, it feels good to have a break anyway. It, we could we could structure it such that we just did it every single week, but then it, it's just more difficult because we like to have a monthly theme. Yeah. That's been really fun. So that's I don't think that's changed since the very beginning of challenges. We think of some kind of way to tie four challenges together, which just, I don't know, feels more exciting or something. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that it's fun to have an overarching theme because also when you start the month, you kind of have a general feel for what the vibe is going to be like style-wise. Like, um, for example, we just finished up uh, last month the October challenge, which, you know, obviously you're going to go for a Halloween theme. It's so it's just sitting right there, you know. And so that was that was scary UX, which was um, I have to say I had so much fun with what people did for that challenge because. I, I felt like I was taking a risk with this one because when you do something, when you're deliberately saying like, do bad UX here, <laughs> like you're kind of opening up the problems. But people got the joke and like really did fun, hilarious stuff with, with the different elements that we gave them. And so, you know, so yeah, it's, I think it's really fun to have a theme that you know right from the start at the beginning of the month because then you can kind of start to mentally prepare what you're going to make through that month, even if you don't know what each week's prompt is because we don't tell you right up front. Yeah, we give a prompt once, you know, once a week, exactly. But you do have the idea of like, okay, well, this is Halloween vibe, so let me start, you know, pulling up my scary fonts, you know, picking out yep. my favorite yep. color palette, whatever, you know. You, you do have a general feel for what you're going to be digging into for that month. Um, and also, I've kind of started to give little hints about what the prompts might be, but they're very light hints because I don't like to give away too much. And I definitely don't want people like trying to work ahead. We always try to mix it up a little bit. So there's always something fresh and exciting every week. You should see what the guy had to do on Squid Game to get to know what the next game was going to be. I can watch that show. Sounds not, depressing. <laughs> just saying. He really had to go to some extremes just to find out what the next game was going to be that's awesome this what we this month in particular was i feel like typified that perfectly in that it's like the whole thing's about scary ux awesome and it was fun and there was some real master classes in bad ux in there so oh boy were there ever so funny hilarious like everyone thank you so much for making october 
completely hilarious. I enjoyed it so much. Yeah. Do these do these for everybody, but Marie especially. Because she enjoys New York. Well, I'm the, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm the one who picks them all or writes the them all. And master. I I love to see them go well. I love to see people really pick up the theme and 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 carry it and do something really exciting with it and and surprise me too, because I'll set the prompt. I'll provide the template sometimes, although sometimes we make you just go a hundred percent on your own. Um, but just, you know, I, when I'm, when I'm setting these up, I have an idea in mind of what I'd like to see. And then oftentimes I see not only what I was thinking I would like to see, but things I would have never dreamed of that are just completely impressive, super cool. So it's a very exciting thing. What I meant by a, uh, typifying a perfect example of, of them is that so it's a scary UX and then you do buttons, you do text fields and you do drop downs. And then like, what do all those have in common? You get to use that last week to smash them all together so that if you were playing the game and you're, you know, you could almost grab week one, two, three and smash them together. I'm not sure anybody did that, but that's kind of the idea is that week four in this case was a kind of a parent week over the yes we did frightful forms and and yeah i referred back to the previous weeks to say hey you know check out the stuff that the rest of the community did for these same elements throughout the past three weeks or also go back to your own from you know weeks one through three and see if you want to reuse anything from that and and stuff it into this form and some some people did exactly that and it was really funny yeah that's great. You could stuff other people's pen to him. You could, you know, especially if you're like a total beginner and you're like, oh, I don't know how to do this is like next level stuff. I don't know how to do this. Grab somebody's and fork it and change some stuff. You know, that's like what yeah. we encourage on CodePen overall anyway. So in a way, it's kind of like a lesson of what front end development can be. It's like, <laughs> you know, how many people start with an absolute white screen that are mm-hmm. the developers these days, like none, you know, people work on yeah. existing things. They manipulate other things out there. They copy and paste code. You know, we encourage all that, of course, but give credit where credit's due. Yes. And that's, and the community is really great about that. In fact, you know, people, I think go out of their way to, to reference other people, to let them know, you know, Hey, I, I used your work in this piece and check out what I did with it. And I think that's super cool. This episode of Code Pen Radio is brought to you by Netlify. High five. Thanks for the support, Netlify. You know, they're always chugging along, building things and improving things at Netlify. You know, they launched those on-demand builders, which is like a cloud function that caches itself. So you can like hit a URL once, get a response, and then it goes into cache. And it's useful for all kinds of things like e-commerce sites where you don't want to pre-build 10,000 pages, you want to pre-build none of them or like, you know, just a handful of the important ones. And then later, like if somebody requests like slash product slash TVs slash TV 19 or whatever, you build that one page once and then it's cached the next time somebody hits. It's a really efficient way to deploy sites. That's happening and they've improved them in being that they're now available across all their edge nodes. Which is cool. It's just like we released the feature. It was a good feature. Now we're going to improve it a little bit. Their deploy free views have Loom integration now. So there's an improvement there. Uh, all their cloud functions, you know, you can write them in JavaScript, TypeScript, or Go. Um, Go being a pretty cool option because it's just ridiculously fast, you know. But the other uh, language that's getting so much high fives for being fast lately is Rust. And guess what? Now they have a beta for writing your edge functions in Rust, you know. Next 12 was released. Guess what? It works great on Netlify. 
Nux 3 is released. Guess what? It works great on Netlify. You know, there's all these things that they're constantly improving. Almost all their features are ever improving. So uh, high five for that, Netlify. I know that's a that's a tricky thing to pull off and you're excellent at it. See you later. So if people are interested in this, this is uh, this is not something you're opted into necessarily. You have to uh, you have to decide to be a part of it, and you can decide to be a part of it in different levels. You can just uh, go to CodePen.io/challenges, see what the see what the vibe is that week, and just play the game and make a pen. And the way that you kind of let it be known that you've done something as far as that is just to use a tag, which is a concept on CodePen built in, tag your thing, the thing that says to tag it. That way Marie will find it and it'll just kind of be a part of the vibe. And then ultimately, Marie, I think you handpick stuff from the tag to make the official collection, which is a lot of stuff. It just gives you an opportunity if somebody like clearly like quit halfway through or something, then it's like you didn't, then just don't put it in the collection. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. When I go through, uh, and actually that's something I can talk about a little bit because I've had to automate this in some ways because the participation in challenges has grown so much. Uh, But yeah, when I go through to look for uh, pens to add to the collection, what I'm looking for is, of course, first off, that it's tagged um, and then that there's something in there, that there has been some work put in. Um, Also, like putting a a title on your challenge pen uh, also makes it more likely to get into the collection. So if you're interested in making sure you get into the collection, um, just give it a title. Literally any title uh, makes it easier for us to find you. So, Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, at some point it can't be, uh, you know, that's the thing with scale. You can stop yeah. having to do it <laughs> with your fingers. Got to write code. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and so that's a that's a real big change from the earlier days of the challenges. First of all, because there, it was a brand new thing for a little while there and we weren't sure what to invest in it. Um, you know, putting together things like the collection was a entirely manual process and it was tricky because I'd be going through, um, you know, wanting to make sure that I was finding only original work. I didn't want to like add stuff that was a, a, just a straight out fork with no changes to it. And like the tag page itself is a fire hose. It shows you everything. Eventually we did add in that toggle where you can hide forks, but that was not there in the early days. Um, but, you know, so so you're looking at a fire hose of like literally everything that's made. Um, I have built some tools using good old SQL to uh, narrow it down a bit so that I can find stuff that's actually appropriate to go into the collection rather than having to page through literally everything and just, you know, do my best to find stuff, you know. So we do a better job of getting things into the collection now. You know, the the, the stuff that has actually had some work put into it gets into the collection and that's really that's something I'm really happy with. Yeah, that's awesome. Um so check out, you know, at the at the end of the at the at the end of the week there's a collection that exists and maybe even wait till Monday sometimes, right? Cuz there's some stragglers and stuff. And so the collection know. exists at the beginning of the uh the challenge. Like I'll usually have the collection beginning on Tuesday and mm-hmm. then probably around Wednesday or Thursday it's got enough stuff in it to pick um, but the challenge is usually, or the collection is usually completed by the Tuesday of the next week because I pick up people who made stuff over the weekend or sometimes, you know, somebody finishes something and releases it on the Monday. Yeah. I'll, I'll get them in there. But 
by Friday afternoon, and when I say Friday afternoon, I mean East Coast time, I have made the decision of who is basically the favorite of the week, and that's the one that I put into the spark. Um, so oh, nice. usually I've I've already made that decision by Friday, although occasionally <laughs> the crown has gotten snatched on a Monday morning if yeah. I come in and see something really cool. Oh, funny. Know? And it's not really a... We don't rate them. There's no winners necessarily, but it's like, I guess that's yeah, some, there's no, not something of a winner. There's no prize, but there is a bit of an honor there because that's Absolutely. the one that goes into the spark and that's the one that gets, I move it to the top of the collection. I specifically name check the creator in the spark. And so that's the one people will see if they, if they check it out through the spark. And after it goes out in the spark, that's when the challenge, that's when the challenge collection gets the most views. Right. That's when people start coming through and checking it out, harding it and all that. So Nice. Yeah. It's like a pick, you know, but it's like almost like a super pick because that one got picked and then it goes into the spark, which yeah, brings it out to a whole new audience. Yep. So I was talking about participation in general and one way is just to, you know, go to the website and look and, and, and start that way. And a lot of people do that because we can see, you know, if we're like delayed on the email somehow, which happens once in a while, you'll start to see people participate in the challenge before even getting the email. Th that's a thing you can do when you're on the website at slash challenges. You can just cl click this toggle and it'll just be like, then you get the challenge emails. We like mm -hmm. handwrite those every single week. So that's part of the work involved. Maria has already talked about some of the work involved with making these collections and, you know, flushing them out. But there's also a lot of writing. It's like, I'm going to write about the month challenge. Then I got to write some stuff about each week. And each week we, we have three ideas and three resources that that is like handwritten stuff. That's probably most of the work goes. I mean, I don't know about most, but it's certainly it's a big chunk of it. It's a big chunk of work to, you know, help people think about the idea and give them you know, because these are prompts, right? I should say that yeah. up front is that this isn't a challenge in like, like solve this algorithm. It's never that. It's no. more like here's just an idea and please build things around this idea. So, you know, whatever, perhaps poorly named, but it's too late now. It's been years. I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think of it in the terms of challenges, uh, like how, how things like uh, the daily UI, 100 days of CSS, uh, and even things like Code Member. Yeah. Or stuff outside of the development world, you know, National Novel Writing Month, things like things like that, where it's just like it is a challenge, but you're not in competition. Um, it, it's more of a challenge to get yourself to do something. Yeah, you know? there you go. And so it's 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 about challenging yourself to to make these things to do this work. So uh, because it it is work, you know, you're you're having to build something. Yeah, you know, at, at, to a prompt. So you yeah. Know. You're not getting paid for, but what's the advantage then? Well, you're part of the community. It's fun. You're practicing. You're getting better at what you do. If for any reason you don't want to do it, then don't, you know? Yeah, just, just don't. It's it's a hundred percent just for fun, you mm -hmm. know? And, but I have seen people really build their skills uh, through participating in challenges. I've seen people massively increase their following um, mm -hmm. by consistently participating in the challenges and doing really cool work. And um, it's it is a it has its own little micro community within the CodePen community. There is a whole group of people that participate in every challenge, either by creating things or just going through and checking everything out and leaving comments when they see things that are cool or just harding things. There is like the challenges fam, <laughs> you know, and mm -hmm. they just they are always there for the challenges. So it's it's really nice to see that little micro community grow within the larger CodePen community. So pleasing to me that we 
I'm doing this. So if you, if you like the idea of these challenges, even if you're not going to do it every week, just come to codepen.io slash challenges, flip that little toggle, and then you'll get the, our little handcrafted email every week that just tells you what the new challenge is going to be, gives you some ideas and resources and stuff, which might just be interesting anyway, even if you're not going to do the challenge, and just kind of reminds you of what's going on. Pretty low impact, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, and and it's it's fun. You know, there's there's I love to surface like older pens that are useful to the to the current prompt or like even sometimes I'll have a situation where it's like okay a pen that I just picked last week is going to fit this challenge and I will include that as a resource. So what's really cool there is that we're able to expose the community to content that's already on CodePen. We also share a lot of educational content that helps you brush up on, you know, obscure CSS selectors or things like that, you know. And it's uh I you know I it's me that writes it, so I, I can't. I, it's difficult here. I'm to- tooting my ho- own horn quite a bit, but you know, they're they're good. <laughs> they're they're useful resources and they're fun. From a business perspective, that's another thing that's pleasing to me. It's just that we, you know, this is the more content on CodePen, the better. And having a thing that we built in that's fun that the community likes that there's all these positive attributes to, and has this side effect of like you know, encouraging people to build things on CodePen because that's the thing. It's like, it's the, such this build happy place. Um, that's just good. It's good for, it's good for us. It makes sense for a, a company who's bet on content to be encouraging the creation of that content. You know? mm-hmm. And, and <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was at risk for a minute. So if we change gears for a minute, I think that's an interesting aspect to this is that this is a bunch of work and it's not, it's not, it's not, immediately obvious that it's that it's like it it generates more money than it does for and that's you know just real talk about business for example the spark definitely does spark marie you also work on the spark it's a the spark is different in scale because it's just huge how many people get that email and it's just full of just interesting stuff and so you just you get that thing and you get it every week and you're just like, holy crap, look at the cool things people are doing that week. We sell ads in that. And because it's so big and goes to so many people, that the amount of money that it generates is so obviously worth it from a business mm-hmm. perspective. You don't have to yeah. like have a meeting convincing anybody of the value. That's harder to do with challenges because there's no immediate like cash impact. There are sponsors for the challenge, but like, you know, the email doesn't go out to as many people. It's hard to convince sponsors to spend as much as they do on the Mm -hmm. spark which means that sometimes stuff like that in meetings and such become precarious and if i you know so historically like you did them and then we would share them and whatever but at some point i like did most of them Mm -hmm. yeah and then i like it's for lack of a better word got sick of it not that i like don't love seeing what people create and stuff. But but when you do it week after week, it, there was an er- element of just like, oh, dang it, I need to get to that. But I have these five other meetings and I have the, all these other things to do. Like, you know, believe it or not, I'm a busy man. And, <laughs> uh, and I was like, <laughs> if something's got to give, maybe this will be the thing that gives as sad as that might be, you know. And, and now meanwhile, meanwhile, while that was going on, I was running the podcast and saying, I'm so bad at this. <laughs> I cannot manage the podcast. I don't like being on the air all the time. <laughs> yeah. And thinking, man, if we could cut the podcast, I would, you know? <laughs> right. And so we just talked about that. We both said to each other, like, I don't I don't like what I'm doing. Can I cut it? 
<laughs> and so we decided to just swap. Yeah, the swap was a, definitely an interesting. I'm sure you proposed it at some point, but it was kind of a probably. Wow, clever! You know, like one of those ideas that you like doesn't even necessarily think of. It. Like, oh, maybe we'll just chop both of them. Like, Wait, what about a swap? You know, mm-hmm. what an interesting yeah. idea. I wonder if for all y'all out there listening, is there is there a version of that that could happen at your work? Or it's like somebody's doing something they don't like and you're doing something you don't like. But if you swapped, you'd both love it. Uh, that what a what a cool moment. And that was like a year ago or more. It, yeah, it had to be. Yeah. Well, you know what it was? It was at the end of last year. It was at the end of 2020 because that's when I started setting up the dashboards and figuring out the kind of like mm. more data driven approach to choosing the prompts. And and it was because I was taking over the challenges. Um and yeah, you know, I think that part of that just comes from you and I have been working together for a really long time and we know each other and we know each other's strengths. And, you know, we were both, I knew you're like way better at podcasting than I am. So it's like, it, to me, it was a no brainer. And because we're comfortable working together, I felt comfortable saying, hey, let's swap, you know? So it's, uh, it's, it's worked out really well. I'm very happy with how the challenges participation has improved and, you know, Obviously, we've built tools to make it easier to do also, which has been really great. Um, and honestly, I think the podcast is better too. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. I think, yeah, I, I definitely think it's there's really no no downsides to that situation. I might uh, I might yeah. reach out to Zuck, see if he wants to switch you know we'll just switch <laughs> we'll switch what <laughs> i'll be the i'll be the I'll oh be you'll the be CEO the CEO of meta the, oh you'll be meta yeah that's right yeah. they're meta Oh, well, you'll have to deal with him over on Codeman for a little while, but maybe we'll switch back. Yeah, that's going to be difficult. I don't know, man. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny how these things kind of morph into each other a little bit too. The you know we talked about making collections and all that stuff. This was now that this is almost surely years ago. It's funny we don't. I don't have like a a cheat sheet of when we released what. You know, it's all we've been at building CodePen for so long. It's hard to remember what we did. There was a time where we were so stoked about collections because they mm-hmm. were like okay for so long, but had lots of rough edges. And then we did a little sprint on them, and ever since then they've just been amazing. And Oh, yeah. We love them and everybody loves them just because there's, a, the, we, we like, we, they existed. Then we found out like the worst aspects of them, fixed the worst aspects of them. And now it's like, wow. You know, the worst aspects being that you'd put stuff in a collection and everybody would want to arrange them. Yes. Because duh, right? Like I want well, you yeah. to see the first one <laughs> or whatever. So we, we released that and, it, and now it's like. Not only can you do it, but it's like just like brainless to do it. Like if you're mm. looking at a collection, you just move it. <laughs> so you just drag it to the first one. Now it's the first one. Yeah, it's it's a piece of cake now. Total drag and drop. Or you can actually manually key in a number that you want to move it yeah. to, which is something that I do all the time. Yeah, if you had a massive, if you have one of like 200 pens or something like that, it would be a little ridiculous to have to drag something that far. So Right, yeah. So you just fire it down to the bottom. You just change the yeah. number. And you don't have to know the exact number of the last one. You can just put, you know, 99999 nine, 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 and it'll shoot it down to the bottom, you know? Mm-hmm. And then um, little cheesy ones, like, not cheesy, but like, what's the last collection you added something to? Well, then it's at mm-hmm. the top of the list. Yeah. You don't have yeah. to like scroll down because it, because you called it like my, you know, zebra's favorite or right. <laughs> at the bottom all the time yeah you had the yeah. last one you added to is at the top of the list you can search for them you can collect create a collection on the fly and all this it's like all this little ux stuff is in there so now collections management is just better that's just a free feature for everybody 
Yeah, and just adding that um, to, you know, the pop-out preview, adding the ability to add things to the collection directly from there also speeds things up. Used to be you had to go into the pen editor to add something Uh, to the collection. In those days, you know, that's over. So we have lots of, lots, lots more ways to make making collection and managing a collection faster and a whole lot easier. And that, I mean, the growth in collections since we put those changes out is phenomenal it's so interesting to see you know like in the early days of CodePen, all those pages were built basically in like rails you know Mm -hmm. so there's kind of a reason sometimes stuff was like that because you you know you hand create these little rails partials and they 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 just live on particular pages much easier it's more practical and and you know i had rach on a couple weeks ago on the show and we were talking about apollo graphql and you know we always talk about react on this show and how now that the whole page is built in those technologies some of that stuff the the payoff you can really feel i think it's worth thinking about stuff like this too because it's sometimes you just pick new technologies and you just pick them and then they just become you know your old shoes that's just what you Mm -hmm. wear you know you don't think about the why so much but the the why here is really obvious to me and that we can build this nice component that queries for all its own data and has isolated component styles and is just a react component that can be imported anywhere and that that powers what is in the pen editor and then we're like oh yeah we should put it over here too in the grids oh yeah it's in the grids oh let's put it in the pop-up preview okay it's in there now and that required none work it wasn't mm-hmm. like oh no how are we going to pull that off that's a weak you know you're like import collection machine put in collection mm-hmm. machine you know yeah yeah so good yeah you got to make sure your tech's working for you that's true. That's what these computers are supposed to be doing, and I think we forget that pretty often. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> You're always making stuff work, though. You have a. You already talked about SQL a little bit, but sometimes beyond just like running one query and looking at the results of that query, we have tooling around that. You want to end by talking about some of that stuff? Oh, sure. Yeah. So, so part of what makes this possible for us to do now um, and makes it a manageable task is that we've built. Well, I've. I always say we, it's me. <laughs> I built a, a dashboard uh, with Redash, uh, which is, you know, it's a basically a visualization tool for SQL that you can share with your team. That's the, I would elevator pitch it in that way. Um, where, you know, I'm tracking participation in the challenges, um, which is to say that I'm looking at how often people are creating pens that are tagged for the challenge. And then I'm also ranking these challenges. Like I'm looking at the ones that have the most original participation. I I take that into account when I make decisions about new challenges. If I see a challenge has lots and lots of individual people making unique work for it, that tells me that it's something that was interesting to a lot of people. Um, But also when I see that that a challenge has a bunch of forks being made from pens that were created in that challenge, then I also learn that they're valuable to the community at large. Uh, because people see the pens that were made for that challenge and say, I want this for myself, so I will fork it. I will make my own version of this. So it's it's really cool to be able to see those two different aspects. Yeah, I really like that. I think that's an interesting metric that isn't wouldn't necessarily be obvious until you've been doing it for a long time. That like, is it just engagement? And in fact, if you had you know an advertiser reach out, that's the kind of basic questions they're going to ask. Like, mm-hmm. How many people do it? And you're like, okay, well, that's a little bit interesting, but there's a longer view here from our perspective, which is like, if that challenge had medium engagement, but 
the things yeah. that were created from it were highly used by lots of other people, like massive amounts exactly. of forks, for example, is one metric that you could look at. Wow, that's great. Yeah, that tells us, okay, this is useful to the community at large. Even if it wasn't necessarily the biggest challenge, yeah, people liked what was made. And so we can kind of get a picture of what's useful to everyone and also what's fun for a challenge. And also I've been able to see like, okay, I made this challenge too hard, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or this one was was super easy and lots of people jumped in and done, did a bunch of really cool stuff and this is really exciting. Um, I also have gotten some insight into what people like to work with, like literally down to like what elements people are into. So that's cool. And I'm using that to inform future uh, challenge right. prompts that's and That's the big one, themes. isn't it? That yeah. kind of that, what's the, um, you know, what are you going to do next week? Because there's also some false... I don't know, is false the right word? Like uh, ideas, if you just looked at engagement only, you could say, make something purple. You know, we've talked about that before. Like, mm -hmm. great, you're going to get killer engagement on that. But like, was it that fun and interesting for people? Like, is it interesting to be a voyeur of that challenge? Because it's like, there might be a couple of interesting pens, but it's probably not going to bring out the best in people. So you might be lured into thinking that like, oh, the easier I make the, I should just always make quote unquote easy challenges because. Right. There, there is a sweet spot, which I am discovering uh, yeah. with a lot of experimentation and a lot of uh, iterations on the theme. And if someone were to look back through all the challenges, you can see there's a variation in a broad range of difficulty and structure that's placed here, you know? And so there is, there is a balance of like, how much structure do you give people? How much free reign do you give people to get people making cool things and having a good time and participating and wanting to continue participating too, like to keep going, to show up the next month also. Yeah. So it's an interesting balance. We haven't nailed it a hundred percent, but I'll, I will say we're getting there <laughs> and we're getting there a lot faster than if we didn't have these tools to observe. Well, we could do like a level thing, but it's, a, you know, like, well, here's, you know, some beginner ideas and intermediate ideas and advanced ideas. But it's kind of like if you're if you're like, here's an advanced idea, like hit these three APIs and, you know, or like you made it actually like the task of the challenge difficult. Mm -hmm. It's like you don't want it to feel like work. It's like, yeah, that's the thing. All of us here are professionals on the computer in one way or another. And it's, yeah, you don't want it to feel like work. Although it's like, you want to put people into the state where they feel like they are improving, you know, that they're doing something worthwhile. And that's the, that's the tricky thing in this, and the sweet spot that I'm always aiming for. And so when you see what goes into the, into the challenges, what the prompts are, what the uh, ideas and the resources are, I am trying to help people get into a situation where no matter what their skill level is, they can push themselves a little bit and just maybe get a little bit better this week than they were last week because they challenged themselves. Same as if you was you, you were uh, lifting heavier weights, you know, at the gym or something. Mm -hmm. So, so that's why I make these open ended to any to any skill level. Like I, I don't want to say like this is the advanced challenge, challenge, and this is you know champions mm -hmm. only. You know, uh, <laughs> like sure. I want to, I want to make sure that we can bring in our very newest members and also bring in our long term community superstars. And we do see a lot of that too. You know, uh, people like uh, Cobra Winfrey will come in and drop just incredible stuff on a challenge. You know, and 
Cobra doesn't need to learn how to do front end. He knows what he's doing, but mm-hmm. he, you know, also takes takes advantage of the challenge prompts to make something really cool. And I think he's having a good time with them. I guess it, it is like going to the gym, right? It's like it's like just because you learned how to do back squats doesn't mean that you know I'm done with back squats. Like there's a literal infinite amount of weight you can put on a back yes. squat bar, so <laughs> it's as hard yeah. as you want it to be. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. This gives you the opportunity to make this as hard as you want it to be for yourself. And if you're new, it gives you an opportunity to check out what other people are doing, learn from them, and also just try something. Like a lot of the time, for someone like me, especially, like I'm not going to learn anything unless I have something to directly apply it to. Like I learned how to cook because, you know, I wanted to eat the meal. You know, so I would grab a recipe and make the thing, even if I wasn't good at it, even when I didn't really know how to chop, I would just, you know, follow along, do my best. And sometimes I came out with a real disaster, but then I also learned stuff, you know? Mm. And so that's kind of the, the approach that I'm hoping that people are taking here, which is just like, all right, well, here's a recipe. Let me try to, you know, find the ingredients and cook it up, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, fantastic. Um, I hope you all enjoy Marie's challenges. We do. Uh, she does a tremendous job with them. Sometimes it's a little collaborative. Um, so if you have like ideas for challenges, of course, we'd love to hear from them. If you have thoughts on what could make challenges better, we'd like to hear from those too. But otherwise, just just enjoy challenges and go subscribe and get that email too. It's a it's a it's one to look forward to every week. I'd say. Yeah. And take a look through the challenge collections. Check out what people are doing. Give them a heart. Give them a comment. It always makes people feel good about what they're doing to to get some feedback from the community. Yeah. Cheers, everybody. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. One, eight.